Stephen, years ago, I went to march. And I remember a young white lady looked me right in the face and said, nigga, go home. But when I was here last Thursday, and Miss Carr and I was headed back to the airport, I stopped near the police station. And as I was talking to a reporter, a young white girl, she didn't look no older than 11 years old. She tagged my suit jacket. And I looked around and I braced myself. And she looked at me and said, no justice, no peace. Welcome to the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast. You can catch this show where you can typically catch your most popular podcast, iTunes podcast app, Google Play, Spotify. You do not have to pay for Spotify to access this podcast. You can just download the Spotify app, search for Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast. It should pop right up. You do not need a paid subscription. Everybody should be following the show on Instagram at unprocessed underscore knowledge. That's the best way to keep up with the show when new shows are posted, the various things that we'll have going on within the community. Follow me on Instagram to keep track of all that. We got a lot to get to. It's a new energy out here in the streets. I'm going to give you my take on all of it. Without further ado, let's set some context for the energy that's going on in the streets right now. Rest in peace to Ahmaud Aubrey. According to the police report, Gregory McMichael is standing in his front yard when he sees what he thinks is the suspect in the neighborhood break-ins, as he puts it, hauling ass down the street. McMichael, a retired Glen County police officer, and his son, Travis, grab a handgun and a shotgun. According to police documents, jump into a truck and begin following Arbery. The report describes how the father and son, along with another man, tried repeatedly to cut him off each time Arbery just ran around them. Eventually, the father and son managed to get ahead of Arbery, using their truck to block his path. Travis McMichael on the street holding a shotgun. The worlds of the runner and the chasers collided violently. It's the moment captured by an unidentified person in this video that CNN's not been able to authenticate, allegedly depicting a fight for the shotgun, three shots, and Arbery died in the street. Rest in peace, Breonna Taylor. We turn now to the breaking news from Louisville, Kentucky. Tonight, the city has begun the process of firing one of three officers involved in the deadly shooting of Breonna Taylor. The 26-year-old emergency medical technician was shot and killed by police who broke down her door during an attempted drug sting. CBS's Mola Lenghi reports on a case that is drawing national attention. Tonight, nearly 100 days after Breonna Taylor was shot and killed in her apartment, one of the officers involved will be fired. Louisville's police chief issuing a scathing rebuke of officer Brett Hankinson's actions, calling his conduct a shock to the conscience, saying he brought discredit to the department and that officer Hankinson violated standard operating procedures when he wantonly and blindly fired 10 rounds into the apartment of Taylor. Earlier today, Rest in peace, Rashard Brooks. A felony murder charge and 10 other charges for former Atlanta police officer Garrett Rolfe, who shot and killed 27-year-old Rayshard Brooks. We've concluded at the time Mr. Brooks was shot, 
that he did not pose an immediate threat of death. Fulton County District Attorney Paul Howard also charged the other officer at the scene, Devin Brosnan, with aggravated assault and two other charges for violating police rules. Both officers faced charges for their actions after the shooting, including waiting more than two minutes to provide medical attention to Brooks. During the two minutes and 12 seconds that Officer Roth actually kicked Mr. Brooks while he laid on the ground, while he was there fighting for his life. Rest in peace, George Floyd. What are you signifying that you can kneel on a man's neck for eight minutes? and 46 seconds and feel like you wouldn't get the wrath of God. That's what is happening right now. It's not for a single cop, it's for all of it. Fucking all of it. I don't mean to get heavy, but we gotta say something. These are the most recent, most publicized victims of systematic racism, uh, white supremacy that made national and even international news headlines. So the energy is in the streets now. People are upset. People are protesting nationwide protests in every major city across the United States and internationally. Um, Paris, I think Barcelona, I want to say some other uh, Eastern European countries also had demonstrations for the protection of black lives against oppression and systematic destruction. So the energy level is real high right now. My personal opinion, well, well, you know, I love it. What do I think about it? I love it. Let's keep it high. Let's keep it going. Let's not let this energy dissipate. I can talk off of firsthand experience, what I witnessed, what I viewed, what I felt when I had boots on the ground, when I went to a demonstration down at the Lincoln Memorial. If you follow the show on Instagram, the flyer that's posted for this show, that picture was taken by yours truly. Scott, the host of the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast, I was down at the Lincoln Memorial at a demonstration. Um, The crowd, not the biggest crowd I've seen at the Lincoln Memorial, but it was a very big crowd. It was a very, I don't even want to, it was a very mixed crowd. I don't even want to say it was close. It was at least 70% non-white people to 30% black people. That were there, uh, CNN were there, various other news outlets had their reporters there. The National Guard was there protecting the monuments. Park police were there. The speakers, they were on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial, you know, giving their spiel on social justice and inequality. You know how we need to end this now, how, how voting is important. Police reform is important. And the vibe that I got from attending this demonstration is is a different vibe than than protests and, and demonstrations for social justice that I've been to in the past. I've been to mm-hmm. 
a handful since 2014. I've I've been to a, a handful of these. Um, I've been to a demonstration for Alton Sterling and Eric Gardner. I've been to the in 2014. I went to the 20 year anniversary of the Million Man March down at the Lincoln Memorial. I, I am a Washington D.C. native, so you know it's easy for me to get down there. I've been there. I also went to a uh, a local demonstration. I'm, I'm close to the family of a young man who had his spine broken by uh, local police. Uh, Justice for Demonte. I went to that demonstration, and I've been to a couple others. At other demonstrations that that I've been to, I it, easily it was predominantly black folks. All right, some white people were there. Some non non black non white people were there. Some. But the vibe was totally different than what I experienced when I went down to Lincoln Memorial. It was overwhelmingly um, non-black. Every uh, just about everybody had their Black Lives Matter T-shirts on. They had Black Lives. The, I was first greeted by a group walking to the Lincoln Memorial. It was a group of young Asian women. They all had. Black Lives Matter t-shirts on. They had their Black Lives Matter signs. Uh, walking closer to the Lincoln Memorial, once we got on the grounds, it was a group of young white women. They had Black Lives Matter t-shirts on. They did, I'm not, I won't even call this a sign. They had what looked like a Black Lives Matter billboard. They, I don't even know how they, <laughs> where they got this thing from, how they got it, you know, how they transported it, but it was huge. You know, people had various signs, you know, F Donald Trump, F12. Some, somebody had a boom box out there playing YG song, F Donald Trump uh, featuring Nipsey Hussle. You know, white folks were out there jamming to that, dancing, you know, singing the lyrics, F Donald Trump. You know, they hate Donald Trump. Black Lives Matter. You know, F12. You know, they they were <laughs> they were uh, passing the weed around. They, they was, you know, they were out there. So the energy was the, the energy's real high in the streets right now across all genders, across all races. There's a lot of folks out here in these streets in all these major cities. It was like two weeks of straight protests every night while the energy is high. Uh, we need to get something tangible out of this, especially in an election season. We need to seriously talk about reparations. We need to seriously talk about tangibles for black folks what can we get what what can the victims of systematic racism white supremacy that have been brutalized and oppressed for over 400 years and are still and are still being brutalized and oppressed to this day what tangibles are we going to get from the government okay how are we going to hold these police officers responsible for murder a lot of people talking police reform Truth be told, we just need to enforce the laws that are already on the books. There are already laws against police brutality. There are laws against murder. There are laws against unlawful arrest. There are laws against unlawful imprisonment. All right. Hold police accountable like we hold everybody else accountable. We need to replace the system of racism, white supremacy with justice. Not only are these murders, these are hate crimes. There's laws against hate crimes. 
hold them responsible. These individuals, all of them police officers, except for the murderers of Ahmaud Arbery, who were regular citizens playing police officer. They need to be charged with murder and a hate crime. I believe I believe a hate crime. I believe that's federal. Right. I believe I could be incorrect on that, but they need to be held accountable for the crimes that they commit. It's not that black people commit more crime than white people. It's just white people are not held accountable for the crimes that they commit, especially the police. And that needs to change. We really want a system of justice. We really want to get rid of oppression. You know, every a lot of people out here talking about police reform and defund the police. How about accountability? The only reason this has gone on since before any of us were alive it's because they know they can get away with it because they're not being held responsible for the crimes that they commit. All right. They could do anything they want to a nigger, make up any type of lie and skate. They'll probably get a medal. If they get fired, they'll put up a GoFundMe and have half a million dollars in a couple months. So this really needs to change before the energy dissipates. All right. We got a lot of people out here. You know, rallying with black folks now is not just, you know, a bunch of upset black people. Like I said, easily 70 percent non-black. A lot of white women out there, a lot of, you know, Asian folks, um, just a lot of everybody. Black Lives Matter, (laughs) F12, they had the Black Lives Matter billboard. You know, this got to stop. All right, cool. I'm down with protesting. I'm down with marching. I participated in them before, but that's just the first step. We've done that for two weeks now that we've nationwide, hell, worldwide. Now that we've got everybody's attention, now that we've got international media attention, now that we're putting political pressure on these folks, it's time to take action and we need to get something tangible out the deal. All right. We need more than for politicians to put on a kente cloth and take a knee. We need more than that. We, we need more. I would say we need more than just policy. We need tangibles. Right. What can we get out of this that is going to make this right? What is going to make black people whole that the government can provide for all the years of systematic oppression that we've had to face? Beyond holding the police responsible for the crimes that they commit, that is a no brainer. That's a given. That's definitely got to happen. But in addition to that, now let's let's bargain. Let's talk about what we want. Let's talk about what the government needs to provide. And let's talk about what we can get specifically for black people, not people of color, not minorities, black people. George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, Rashad Brooks. These are black people. We the ones catching the brunt of it. We the ones getting terrorized. We need some tangible benefits specifically for us. That's what we need. Nothing against any other group. All right. But we need tangibles for us. So we got to get what getting is good. We got to take advantage of this opportunity. We can't just protest for, for, you know, a month and then fall asleep for another 10, 15 years. Let's get it now. Let's get it while the energy before the energy dissipates. While we have other groups out there rallying with us, let's pool our resources and let's really go after and 
get some justice. Because right now, we, you know, we got the Beckys out there with the Black Lives Matter shirts on and the Black Lives Matter billboards and they done dyed their hair red, black and green. And they they out there yelling, you know, F Donald Trump and talking about how much, you know, <laughs> they they support the niggers. But, you know, when Becky hits about 30, Becky turns into a Karen. And then before you know it, she'll be featured on a segment I like to call things white people say. Please, please call the cops. Please call the cops. I'm going to tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. Cooper did just that. There is an African-American man. I am in He is recording me and threatening myself and my dog. I'm sorry, I can't hear you either. I'm being threatened by a man in the ramble. Please send the cops immediately. Within 24 hours of the video, Amy Cooper apologized, returned the dog to a rescue center, and lost her job. Her employer, Franklin Templeton, stated in a tweet, we do not tolerate racism of any kind at Franklin Templeton. So before Becky turns into a Karen, let's get whatever tangibles we can get. All right. Everything's closed down right now because of the quarantine. Um, there are no nightclubs. There are no bars. People are working from home. There is no school. There is no malls. At least in the majority of America, things are you know, still closed down predominantly. So while everybody's mind is on social justice right now, while we got all these other, you know, all these other folks out here rallying with us while the energy is high before Becky turns into a Karen. Let's let's take that to our our yes, let's use that to our advantage, because I guarantee you it will not be like this always. I suspect it won't. Another thing that came to my attention is that there has within the last two weeks there has been a string of black people hanging from trees that they have deemed as suicides i am very very skeptical of that all right i believe there needs to be an independent investigation and they going it has to be transparent and they're going to have to prove to me that all these black people hanging from trees uh five five or six to my last count all of them decided to commit suicides of course yes black people do commit suicide everybody commits suicide um being black in america can take a a great toll on one's mental health Uh, i understand it but i'm still very skeptical for a black person to commit suicide by tying a noose around their neck and hanging themselves from a tree that's very symbolic when you compare that to everything that's going on in the streets today, the energy that's that's out here around social justice today and the energy that's out here towards uh, the pol- uh, law enforcement. I'm very skeptical. We, we, we need to be slow. Uh, well, we need to be cautious before we just accept what they're telling us. I would not be surprised if some of these were murders and not suicides, not saying that there definitely are, but I wouldn't be surprised if there are. So we really need to investigate this. I believe uh, one of the young men who was a victim of this in Palmdale, California, his family is asking for independent autopsy report. And I believe the FBI is even getting involved to investigate to make sure this was an actual suicide and not a murder. So, We'll have to keep an eye on that one. Um, 
you guys, you could drop me a line. Drop me a line in the comments under the flyer of this show and Instagram. And let me know what you think. You think all oh, these are suicides or you think there should there could be something deeper surrounding this that really needs national attention. Let's talk about Juneteenth. The president gave an interview to The Wall Street Journal in which he says he made Juneteenth famous, that, quote, nobody had ever heard of it before. Juneteenth, of course, commemorates the end of slavery in the U.S. And Okay, Juneteenth. What is it? For those of y'all who don't know, basically June 19th, known as Juneteenth, is a day, like the clip said, it pretty much commemorates the end of slavery in the United States. The Emancipation Proclamation was signed in 1863 that was supposed to emancipate the slaves. But down in Texas, it took till June 19th, 1865 for the slaves down there to get the news to find out that you know over two years ago that the emancipation proclamation freedom and they weren't slaves anymore now a lot of people will say oh this was because you know back in those days it took news slower to travel and it took time and you know the union soldiers had to march all the way down into galveston texas look it didn't take news that long to travel here's what happens under a system of oppression specifically under a system of white supremacy they go by the i'm white and i say so okay when slavery was legal white people would say well it's my legal right to own slaves and i'm just a law-abiding citizen so you know i'm following the law and i'm owning slaves you know if you don't like it change the law so when the law got changed basically they said well if we don't tell them they're not slaves anymore they won't know so we'll just continue to keep them in slavery and we won't tell them about this emancipation proclamation and we'll hold on to our negras as long as we can. <laughs> so their narrative change. So Juneteenth commemorates the end of slavery because down in Galveston, Texas, it took a little over two years, I think almost two and a half years for the slaves down there to receive word from the Union Army that they weren't slaves anymore. So that's the day that's been picked out to commemorate the formal end of chattel slavery within the united states of america and according to donald trump he made it famous because nobody ever heard of it before he mentioned it <laughs> look the thing i really want to get to is this year with things being what they are this is the first year ever corporate america has celebrated juneteenth I've seen various commercials um, from major corporate entities. Um, I think like Nike, um, Google, Facebook, you know, Instagram, um, various national corporate brands posted something celebrating Juneteenth and how, you know, this, you know, where some even business, some businesses even even made it, you know, a holiday for their employees. I know some federal businesses say, you know, they want to give their employees, you know, a half day or an extra couple hours um, to take off to celebrate Juneteenth. The NBA, they made it a holiday. <laughs> so this gives this shows the power of the people. Things being what they are, the energy being in the streets the power of people coming together for social justice, which is long overdue. 
we're forcing major corporations to celebrate Juneteenth and it should have always been celebrated. Juneteenth should be celebrated like we celebrate the 4th of July. Okay. Juneteenth should be the paid national holiday. You mean to tell me a day that commemorates the end of slavery in the United States? What, what, what they like to say is America's original sin. A day that commemorates the end of America's original sin is not a national holiday. That just don't sound right. June 19th, that that should be the paid day off. That should be the fireworks nationwide. That should be the cookouts. That should be, you know, the red, black, the Juneteenth and red, black and green flags all over the place. That that should be Juneteenth. That should be the day we circle on our calendars as the, the, the three day weekend. Or the four-day weekend. Not the 4th of July. Well, you know, you want to celebrate the 4th of July too. Have them both. Shit, I don't, you know. <laughs> All right, cool. But Juneteenth should definitely be a national holiday. I believe Kamala Harris and Cory Booker are pushing for that. And the con- and, and the Senate, they're pushing to make Juneteenth a national holiday. Long overdue, it should, been a, should have been a national holiday. And it should be a national holiday going forward. Not to beat a dead horse, I believe last year we talked about Juneteenth on this podcast. But if you didn't know, now you know. While we're talking about, you know, Juneteenth and the the chattel slavery and Union soldiers. Another. Another residual of things being the way they are in the streets right now of this of this this energy of social justice being high right now a lot of confederate statues and statues of former slave owners worldwide are tumbling down they taking the statues down they're ripping them down they're dismantling them they're they're getting them out of here i don't have a problem with that at all my stance on these statues to you know confederate generals and former slaveholders and you know icons of racism white supremacy that white people want to build statues to and you know lift up in the skies if they're you know some type of god my view is this my view has always been and it has not changed leave the statues up you need to put a plaque on it you know this was robert e lee general in the confederate army he believed black people should be enslaved um couldn't stand negras uh, fought a war, defected, fought a war against the United States of America, was a traitor to his country. And he did this in order to keep the unjust and wicked and evil system of slavery intact. Hey, you can copy and paste that. Just replace the name for all the Confederate generals. Hey, Thomas Jefferson, slave owner of over 300 slaves, pedophile, child molester of Sally Hemings, um, had multiple children by, you know, multiple slaves, people that he owned. Um, horrible person <laughs> continue there um, enforce wickedness uh, couldn't stand black folks things like that put that plaque up there to explain who these people were what they really stand for um, these are the people that uh, white folks chose to build monuments to because they don't give a damn about niggers either and they want to let you know it hey that has always been my stance on on these statues Again, if you feel differently, let me know. Drop a comment. 
let's get a let's let's get a dialogue going guys let's get a dialogue going let's get the community going let's exchange ideas let's communicate with each other the times being what they are this is not the time to stand on the sideline this is the time to get involved um you can engage with the shade room you can engage with baller alert you know you can engage with the kardashians let's engage with each other you know this is a grassroots movement let's keep it grassroots uh, the reason that you see so much energy in the streets, so many nationwide protests, so many people standing up for injustice is because it's a bottom up movement. It's not a top down movement. When it's a top down movement, they can negotiate with, you know, the celebrities. They can negotiate with the athletes. They can't negotiate with the masses. OK, they're not going to come to the masses and offer you a different contract or say, if you don't do what we ask you to do, you know, we could take your sponsorship away. Nah, they can't do that. All right. We're the ones who can't be controlled. Right. The bottom up movements. Those are the most powerful movements. That's what we had in the 60s. It's grassroots and it reaches the top. That's how you get real change. Right. We need to stop looking toward these athletes and entertainers to take the lead. We take the lead. And then they follow and then they use their platform to back up the energy of the people, not the reverse. Let's do a little sports talk. Let's talk Colin Kaepernick. Not on the field, but multiple times in this conversation, what role do you envision him playing going forward with the National Football League, be it as a player or in any other way? How, how do you see him factoring in into the future? Well, listen, uh, if he wants to resume his career uh, in the NFL, um, that obviously is going to take a team to make that decision. But I welcome that uh, support the club making that decision and encourage them to do that. All right. That was NFL commissioner Roger Goodell saying that he welcomes and supports, you know, if Colin Kaepernick decides to resume a career in the NFL, he's encouraging teams to give him a look, give him a look to and get him, you know, give him a chance. The NFL is not going to be on the right side of history until Colin Kaepernick is back in the league. For a further breakdown on this, you can see a, a previous show I did discussing Cap. It's in the archives. Subscribe to the show. Subscribe to the show. Re-listen to all the episodes. What the NFL did the cap was just, you know, it was despicable, man. Really despicable. Blackballing that man for speaking up for injustice and speaking out against oppression. And they got rid of him. They said, if you don't like it, you need to leave the country. The president called him a son of a bitch and said they need to get him out of here. And white folks cheered. That's not ancient history. That was just a few years ago. The NFL is changing its tune now because the NFL is thinking about its pockets. They see the energy in the streets. They see what's going on in this country. They see see the shift and they're just trying to save face and they're trying to have a league. And they're trying to, you know, stay on the good side of other niggers <laughs> to make that league what it is today. Right. It ain't Tom Brady. It's not Aaron Rodgers. It damn sure ain't Drew Brees. I know they throw a lot of touchdowns, but who they throwing them touchdowns to? All right. <laughs> let's not 
Let's not get this thing confused at all. Hell, even President Donald Trump said, well, you know, if Colin Kaepernick, you know, if he can play, you know, they want to sign him, get him back, get him back on the field. <laughs> How quick things have changed when you put the right pressure on, 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 on these people. How quick things have changed when the streets come alive, when we come together to replace systematic racism, white supremacy with a system of justice. Look how the tide can change quickly. It's long overdue. It's long overdue. Hey, if you like the podcast, share with a friend. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform that you get your podcast. Mm-hmm. Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Google Play. If you want to, hey, if you like the information that you get here, well, I got some more information for you. My latest work available on Amazon.com, Hypocrisy in America, The Veil of White Supremacy, written by yours truly, that is available on amazon.com breaking a lot of stuff down giving very constructive information if you got the kindle app you can download that straight to your kindle app you don't have to have a kindle if you got a tablet you can download the kindle app and you have access to all the entire kindle library right there on the app including my work in between this podcast you're looking for something else to listen to Check out my bros at Separate the Two Podcast. Separate the Two Podcast on Instagram. On Instagram, it's separate underscore the underscore the number two. Also, if you enter astrology, you enter the moon, stars, and quasars. Check out my brother Rip with a taste to consider podcast you can follow him on instagram a taste to consider podcast all one word on instagram go ahead and check those guys out good information great pods other things to listen to i know you guys get tired of hearing my voice all the time you don't have to listen hear my voice all the time so in, in, in between my episodes go ahead and check those guys out uh download subscribe hit the like button Appreciate all the support. I'm definitely going to start doing more on a more consistent basis. Um, I got some surprises for you guys coming up real soon. Stay tuned until the next time, which will not be so long in between episodes. I promise. This has been the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast. Check you guys next time. Like you scared to say it or you afraid that it will happen. Okay.